On tonight's episode, grab your crossbows and your stakes. We watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyze and dissects it, whether it be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. I'm your host, John, and joining me as always is, no, it's not Sarah Michelle Geller. It's my it's my wife, April. April, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, just to clarify real quick, we watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series, not the movie, which this is based off of. But we watched the, the series, which, can you believe it ran from 97 to 2003? No. What is that, like seven years almost? Actually, I can believe it. The hype was really hardcore with this show. Well, it's really crazy because it went from the WB, which I don't know if anyone remembers that channel. I love the WB. I only watched this Supernatural and Smallville on it. And then this got, this somehow went to UPN. Oh. Yeah, to finish off like the last two seasons, and then the CW became whatever. But, of course, we watched the show, the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, from 1997, uh, created by the legendary Josh Whedon, uh, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, Nicholas Brandon, Allison Hannigan, uh, Charisma Carpenter, Anthony Stewart Head, Death, David Boreanaz, Seth Green, James Masters, Mark Lukakis... Emma Caulfield, Michelle Trechenberg, and Amber Benson. And basically, this show follows uh, Buffy Summers, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, the latest in a long line of young women known as Vampire Slayers, or simply Slayers, where basically they fight vampires, demons, and other forms of darkness, while she's also trying to live a normal life and get through high school. April, as I always love to start our conversation about these types of things, what is your history with this show? <laughs> what is your history with this show? Oh, I have a history. <laughs> um, for me, like, I didn't watch it right when it came out, because I think I was, like, I don't know, nine years old or so um, yeah. in, like, 97. Um, I didn't see it back then. I watched it when I was in high school, I think, on the CW at the time. Um, I only watched, like, the first three seasons. Um, but I really enjoyed this show, and, like, I liked the... Um, Spike, Angel, Buffy, tri tri like, Triangle. I loved Allison Hannigan's character. Spike all um, the way. <laughs> your team, Spike. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I also like James Masters, <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I like Spike a little bit more than Angel. Um, don't know why. I think it maybe is just, like, the whole bad boy thing. Oh, uh, sure. I think it was the British accent. Oh, okay, definitely. <laughs> um, oh, he's not that British. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so <laughs> I, I, just stop. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I, uh, when I was watching this in high school, like I just was really obsessed with Allison Hannigan at the time, and I loved um, seeing her in this. I loved her character development, like her relationships with Tara and mm -hmm. Seth Green, and um, I was like obsessed with Seth Green. I don't know why. When I was younger, so seeing him in this like made me just happy. It's and um, sorry, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, and then I I feel like when I went back and rewatched this as a nostalgia film, like just you know this week or whatever for the show. Um, it was really cool. Like, it, it still kind of held up. Um, it was a little awkward because of, Luda. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a little awkward because it's been so long because I did yeah. not watch this show in between at all. So for me, <laughs> I started watching this show 
during the third season, which they introduced the character Faith, played by Eliza Dushecki. And I love Eliza Dushecki, first off. I think she's good in anything. She is the girl from Bring It On, just FYI. And Welcome to the Dollhouse, another Josh Whedon show. Um, and she recently did like an animated DC Comics thing where she played Catwoman. Oh, okay. It was actually really good. She would be a good Catwoman. She has that whole like, vibe. But it was like, there's like an infamous comic called Batman Year One where it's like the first year of Batman. And she played like that version of Catwoman. Yeah. That's like the Catwoman she needs to be. Anyway, back to this show. Um, so yeah, so I started watching around season three where she was like the, not the main baddie, but she was the a, like a goodie turned baddie in this season. And I really got into it from there. I went back and watched season one and two, which gave me like updates on season one, baddie, the master, how angel lost his soul and became evil and two and everything, which yeah, that still confuses me, but I get it. And, you know, I just kind of been following it from there. I actually watched the series finale on UPN and that was the most intense shit episode I've ever seen. And then I started watching Angel right when after. When Spike, like, explodes into the universe or whatever. And then he rematerializes in Angel's office. Yeah, and they're like, he's the most dangerous vampire of them all. Well, I think he was called William the Bloody. Yeah. Oh, that was such a weird name. Awkward. No, what's awkward is in season one, there's like a dumb talking dummy episode where it's like this famous monster hunter is trapped in the soul of a body and basically the only way he can get eternal re rest is to kill the demon. Wow. Which, you know, I was thinking about this and this is really stupid. Um, I love the vampire makeup that they, that they do with the show. Like how they reveal their vampire form and everything. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, like the scrunched up face and everything. See, I always hated that. That was like a big turn off for me for the show. I, I love the show. I hated the scrunched up face thing. I hated it. I kind of wish we got more evil witches. I know we did get one in season one, from what I remember. Witch stuff's always cool. I'm always down uh, to have like a witch vibe going I on. I kind of wish we did more vampire baddies instead of more demon baddies. Yeah. I felt like we got more demons. And, you know, it's, it's in her title. She's a vampire slayer. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe I'm just going cuckoo. Um, well, I have so much to say about the show. I don't even know what to mention because it's just like, I don't know. It's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. I will say that how I came to watch this show like in high school was because when I was a smaller kid, I was obsessed with the movie Buffy. Um, Which I had, did not see until you introduced that to me. Yeah. I did not know that existed. I didn't even, yeah, like, John didn't even know it existed, but, like, I was obsessed with that movie, um, and I was just in love with it. And what is it, like, Christy Swanson or something who's in that? <sighs> You're asking me? I barely even remember. No, I'm <laughs> um, I, now I have to look it up. Uh, yeah, Christy Swanson, you were yeah. actually dead right. God, I can't, believe I, Swanson, I can't believe I got that right. God, Christy Swanson and Luke yeah i um uh, i literally like was obsessed with that movie don't know why i just it was in that time period of the 90s that was just like epic to me and i was in love with it and it's one of the very um like few movies that i owned as a kid so the only thing i remember from that movie from when we watched it yeah is key uh, donald sutherland who's like the watcher 
Yeah. By the way, got Giles, Anthony Stewart has Giles in the show. I freaking love him. I love Giles, period. I just want to go ahead and say that. You had Pee Wee Herman as a as a vampire in the movie, which that freaks me out. And then you had Rooker Hauger as the main baddie, which I will do. I love Rooker Hauger. But yeah, when I you introduced me to that movie, I was literally like, wow, okay, so is the show kind of ripping off the movie? Which... This, if you compare the show and the movie, it, it feels like it's its separate identities. It really yeah, does. like I mean, it has a whole other vibe to it, like for sure. Um, like you do get some of the cheerleading aspect, like in season one, that there is with the movie. But honestly, if you look at it like on an overall board and and everything, it's so different. Yeah, it really is. But I. I I will say, like, I enjoyed both. Mm -hmm. Buffy the movie on VHS is, like, the only way to go in my eyes. But as far as going back and watching the Buffy Vampire Slayer, like, TV series, it still held up. It was fun. I feel like you and I should definitely, like, sit down whenever we have more time and go through the whole series and, like, again, like, start to finish as a complete set. That would be really cool. I would love to do that if also we did it with Angel 2 right after we finished Buffy. Just because I love Angel. See, like, I know you love Angel, but I'm like, I eh, do. Like, but, eh, like, I don't know about Angel. Well, it's weird. But if you want to, like, I'll do that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I know I definitely want to do Buffy, but even after Buffy, I might like, okay, give me a month and then we'll do Angel. Yeah, because, like, that's, like, a lot back-to-back. I mean, it's, like, you know, 14 seasons or, what, 13 seasons back-to-back, you know? Oh, it's 12. Yeah, yeah, that's close. Yeah, because there's five seasons of Angel. Oh, see, so yeah, I thought there was six. So, well, but... I thought there was eight seasons of Buffy. Yeah, there's but, only seven. Yeah, um, the first one introduces, you know, Buffy to the. Let's Angel. talk about uh, whenever we were watching this series. Like, yeah. we watched a couple of episodes to do this podcast, guys. Yeah. And, like, w- the part that freaked me out is, like, the whole time I'm picturing the actors different roles so like Allison Hannigan I was thinking you're the girl from Bandcamp Camp in American Pie Sarah Michelle Geller as uh, Daphne from Scooby-Doo yeah and like I know what she did last summer and I keep forgetting she's in that movie Cruel Intentions never and, saw that oh my gosh you're missing out no I'm not well <laughs> and like you know freaking Seth Green like can't hardly wait and like his stuff again the man that gets paid to play with dolls is a living and Allison Hannigan, like, she is completely stapled into my mind as Lily once she reaches, like, a certain age um, in the series. Like, she's just Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And I, I can't unsee the marshmallow lily pad thing. Like, I can't unsee it. You um, kind of wanted that at one point with her and Xander, like, especially in the early seasons. Yeah, and with Xander, oh my gosh. I can't stop seeing him with Penelope Garcia. <laughs> as like an old man and to see him like as a baby face it really tripped me out well you see i know james masters as piccolo when they did the live action dragon ball movie whoa oh you need to see it it is the worst makeup i have ever seen wow and oh and i know him as like a warlock from an episode of supernatural oh my gosh it's actually what is um don's character's name Michelle. Uh, Michelle Trechenberg. Dude, I Euro trip all the way, right? Harriet the Spy. Literally Euro trip. She was also in an episode of Criminal Minds where she played like this epic stalker. She's done, she's done everything. She's even been on Law and Order. I mean, literally, she's done everything. I feel like 
all of the characters in this like went on to do other things that was like really cool and really well, unique like to their personality I so feel, i feel michelle uh, i felt like though michelle should have gotten a little bit more but i don't know because they introduced her as her sister and even then like her introduction i'm just like who are you <laughs> yeah she should have gotten more but i don't know she was so she, young she well was you know so she young. really shined spoiler alert on the episode where buffy's mom dies and buffy has to like be the parent now yeah like we watched an episode where there was like a vengeance demon and michelle wished everyone like would hang out with her more and they're all trapped in buffy's house and you kind of i mean you see like the angsty teenager but you also see buffy stepping in it's like okay i guess i'm her mom or i'm the sister mom now so i gotta be not only her sister but her guardian or whatever. Yeah. And you sort of see that along with her trying to juggle slaying Dewey duties. And be a teenager and have relationships and love and all that it's actually, jazz. That's, I think that was season five we watched. That's actually one of the saddest seasons I've ever seen. I think it was season six, episode 14, but I'm not sure. No, it was... It was uh, yeah, it might have been six. No, no, no. It was definitely season five. All right. Yeah. I honestly don't remember. Well, I used to, I always thought that there was eight, but there's seven seasons. And, you know, we've talked about a couple. Um, seasons, and now you know, there's even a comic book adaptation of the show, which is technically labeled season eight. And there's even two video games. Which, well, see, I didn't know about the comic book until you told me about it. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that there was two video games either. I no. played. I've played both of them. You have? Yeah, so the first one, it's literally just you as straight up Sarah Michelle Gellar going around fighting demons to prevent the master, the the baddie from the season one, from coming back. You would not like it because there is a woman that's also like a snake demon. And you have to fight her in her snake form. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but the game is so much fun because you can actually like throw the cross, like the stake. And if it gets a vampire, it automatically like dusts them and they actually make like the sound that they make on the show when they get staked and when everything. And really? It, and it shows like the skeleton and everything and falling out. It's actually really cool. The second game, you play as Buffy, you play as Willow, Xander, you play as the dummy from season one, and then there's another character. I hated that game so much. I, I do recommend Dude, the first one. I love Willow's character so much from Buffy. I like thought about if I ever had a daughter, I would name her Willow. Like, no lie. I was obsessed. Well, you know, I feel like a lot of this show, especially like in terms of pop culture and everything, this was huge. Like around the time that it was on the air and everything. And like you and I were like sitting on the couch watching the episode and we were like trying to figure out like like i was seven when this show was on the air yeah like seven or six and you were like i was like nine nine or almost ten, ten. Yeah. yeah i hate we missed that train i do too but i'm kind of glad we get to go back and rewatch it now or at least we we will go back and like try to finish what we started yeah because one, I'm I'm a huge Sarah Mich Michelle Geller fan. Me too. I wish she would do more. Like I'm not saying do Buffy again, but and you know I, she's kind of like she's kind of like hanged up her acting boots or whatever. 
Well, you know, she's married, and I think she has children now with Freddie Prince Jr., and they've been that married, like... That still blows my mind. I think they've been married, like, 20 years or something. Like, they've been married a really long time. Hollywood's oldest couple. <laughs> well, I'm happy that some Hollywood loves can actually work out, because, well, you know, I mean, I feel like every other day somebody's breaking up or getting divorced, and it's there was like, like, what's the point? True. Stop getting there was married actually, at that point. There was actually a talk show... It's that weird talk show that they have on Bravo with, like, the dude with, like, the silver hair and everything. It's, like, watch what happens at all night or something like that. I don't know the name of it. And one of the and they were interviewing Sarah Michelle Gellar. And the guy was like, Freddie Prince, who's the best kisser? Freddie Prince Jr. or David Boreanaz? Oh, my God. So she answered Freddie Prince Jr. And then you see her mouth. <laughs> and for those that didn't hear me i said boreanis <laughs> wow so yeah like there's definitely a huge culture there's definitely a huge cult following following the show just like there's a huge cult following following the movie so i feel like this really does like attend to a lot of people or it does reach out to a lot of people or representation of people that you didn't have a lot of representation at that time like especially with the willow character yeah well and i feel like um just to get into like the horror team screen version of this and like why we chose this for this because like i feel like the show itself like fighting demons fighting vampires the spells and the magic and them being in graveyards all the time and dealing with like dark library like dark academia themes you know like that was all very cool and i was definitely feeling it but the reason it's more like teen savvy is well one you're dealing with high schoolers and two um i feel like the characters really offset with a lot of casual comedy one-liner type you know, uh, aloof and, like, dorky-type nature. Like, Xander and Willow and even, like, Tara and, like, you know, everybody. Yeah. Like, they were all just kind of, um, like, goofy, simple-minded, like, high school kids that weren't really, like, passionate or, like, crazy into what they were doing or, like, determined to, like, save the world or whatever. They were just, like... Oh, what's for lunch? <laughs> you know? And I think that offset, like, the whole, like, let's fight demons and stuff, like, vibe. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar with, like, here's my hair and my well, eyeliner and, you... like, my boy troubles and stuff. Like, I loved how they incorporated, like, the horror into the teen scream. Well, you I see, thought that's, that was really unique. That's the thing. You get, like, this three different, <laughs> three different scale with the fight, the, the monsters, the humor, and the very strong female protagonist that is okay with not having like a love interest but does have a love interest they balance very well yeah you don't get a lot of shows with that and i think that's what made it successful because you have a little bit of everything for everybody in the show well, and like it's hard to find that balance well, i feel like it, it gets there well there was one other thing i wanted to mention to pop culture and then we'll get to our recommendation um there's actually like this thing is taken off on its own form. There's actually now being, they actually now have an academia version of this where it's called Buffy Studies because it focuses on like the strong female lead and like some of like the literary stuff that goes on. I mean, this, the show definitely had like a big. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. So basically, um, some academic settings include this show as a topic of literary studies and analysis. 
I mean, National Public Radio has like a, they've called it Buffy studies. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. I would be, I would be down to see like what that's all about. I would would love, oh, I would so sit in a class in a heartbeat and I would be in the back. And then whenever they have like the guest star, like season two has John Ritter in an episode. I don't know if you remember that one or not. Basically, he dates Buffy's mom, and he's like a secret robot. Oh, yeah. No, I do remember that. And I would just be in the back going and be like, That's Joe Renner! I miss that guy! There's an episode <laughs> where Buffy herself is a robot, too. Oh, yeah. No, that that's when it gets weird. <laughs> that's like the weird seasons. I think that's like That is. After, that's one of the weirder seasons. I think that's like yeah. the middle of season six going into seven, and that's where you also get the Dark Willow arc. Yeah. So... Dude, you know what we haven't talked about is freaking Cordelia. I loved her. Yeah, but she's only... And what was the Drisella or whatever? Um, oh god. I was literally had to look it up because I hate to say it, I completely forgot this was a character. Drusilla, yeah, played Drusilla. by Juliet Lando. Oh my gosh, I had forgotten about Drusilla altogether until we went back and rewatched a little bit of the show. And Cordelia, I just always loved her. You like, see, she's the girl why, you love to hate. You see, that's why I want to watch Angel after this, because she's on Angel. Yeah. But, anyway. Anyway, I think it's time we go ahead and start wrapping this up. April, would you recommend this show? I definitely recommend. I mean, like I said, me and John are going to go back and be the completest that we are and watch from start to finish all the way through instead of skimming over episodes as a refresher um, slash rewatch. Um... It's a really fun, just quirky and cutesy and also like kind of spooky, um, horror teen scream. And I don't know, you've got some really beautiful girls in it and some really goofy, um, guys like Xander and Seth Green, you know, I mean, they are hilarious in it. And Allison Hannigan in itself, I would watch this whole show just for her. I'm obsessed. You are. I'm a serious Allison Hannigan fan. You would fan. watch the Kim Possible movie because she plays Kim Possible's mom in that movie. I love everything Allison Hannigan. I don't think I've ever watched anything I didn't like with her in it. I love her so much. I think she's good I'm at literally, everything. I'm literally sitting here trying to think of something with her in it that's terrible. I know I, you're right. <laughs> you, should, you should... I don't know. Maybe I'll review that over because... I don't know. I can't think of anything I don't like that she's in. I just love all her stuff. I think she's too cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a total recommend for me. I grew up with this show. I love this show. It's It's been listed on TV Guide's list of 50 greatest television shows of all time. And, I mean, th- this thing is so cult ref... Cult, it has a strong cult following. It's so referenced if you actually watch it. Like, I even reference as bad as it is that second video game when Xander's looking for something and can't find it. He would go, Nana, Zinch, Zelt, the Great Goose Egg. Like, I remember <laughs> that. I don't know why. And sometimes when I can't find something, I say it in my head. And I'm like, dang you, Xander. But, um, no, I would definitely recommend the show. The seasons alone, and especially the baddies, like the master, who was the very first, as I've said numerous times, not the very first season baddie. The makeup alone is amazing. The 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 strong female lead that we had was Sarah Michelle Geller. You mentioned all of your characters. We also forgot to mention Giles at, with Anthony Stewart Head. Oh no, Giles was like my favorite yeah, part. Yeah, so because Gi- you know my library obsession, my dark academia obsession, <laughs> and Giles being the professor older man type. Like as you say, was, as you say, as you pull a, dark, a, bo- a book of the occult down off your shelf. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we do not own I feel bo- like this... For the record, we do not own books on the occult. No. <laughs> <laughs> this show had definite, like, Ravenclaw before its time type vibes. Like, I don't know. I appreciate it. I love it. And, um... I will say, too, that... Uh, I, like, lost my train of thought. I'm all over the place. No, you're fine. Oh, man. I can't even think of it. But maybe next time. Well, this is a great way that we got the in our Teen Screams month with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series. I will say that. But as always, if you want to get a, a hold of us, send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us some suggestions. Tell us some... Uh, tell us what you like about the show. Tell us really anything. And of course, if you want to see photos of our dog and cat and what we're doing in our daily lives, check us out at, at Flixology Podcasts on Instagram. And always please like and subscribe to the show and review and leave a review. It helps get us out there. Uh, now, April, we have finished September, and do you know what that means? Mm, Thirty-one days of horror. Oh, I don't know how I convince myself to do this again, but I really am excited. As much as I say that, I can't believe it's here. We've been waiting for it all year. I hope you guys join us for the. October theme announcement being released in just a couple of days here. Yeah, we're going to release it, just to clarify, we are going to release it September 30th instead of the 1st, so that way it will give you a time to look over, maybe try to review um, the first movie, or at least review some of the upcoming movies that we have before we actually jump into October and throw in the whole thing at you all at once. So keep in mind, today's the 28th, so on the 30th, this upcoming Friday... Look out for our October theme announcement video with our whole entire schedule for 31 Days of Horror. And I think I'm going to go ahead and and announce it. Check us out October 1st, this Saturday, as we watch the first ever Scream movie. I I cannot wait. I can't wait to see the new Scream after we watch all of the other four Screams. (laughs) What's your favorite scary movie? Hello, Sydney. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. But join us this Friday with our hol- uh, with our 31 Days of Horror October theme announcement. And check us out this Saturday with Scream 1. This is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. And April. Take it easy. <laughs>